Welcome to the future of NFTs, brought to you by Adlunum, the first engaged to earn proof of attention IDO launchpad. Hosted by co-founder and CEO, Natya Vester, we bring you exclusive insights on NFTs, the revolutionary digital technology that's transforming the world as we know it. Hello, hello. Doing a sound check. If you guys can hear me, please send me your favorite emoji. Not that Twitter has that many options, so maybe it's not exactly your favorite, but your favorite Twitter one anyway. All right. So hello and welcome, everyone. Great to have you join us today. We'll let the room fill up for a bit before we get started. And in the meantime, while we wait, listen to some of the latest happenings on the NFT front. So it's really hard to go anywhere in the world, even a mountaintop sometimes, without finding Coca-Cola there. Why should NFTs be any different? The soda marketing giant has airdropped NFTs to existing Coca-Cola NFT holders on International Friendship Day. Now, I didn't know there was such a thing, but like Mother's Day and Valentine's Day, it's probably one of those things we should be celebrating every day. So added to these particular NFTs was a really interesting share to reveal feature where you'd only be able to view the NFT after sharing it with a friend. Very cool to see some of the more traditional companies coming into the space and what innovations they come up with. And in the coffee versus cola debate, Starbucks won't be left behind. The coffee company slash caffeine life savior, in my case, has one of the most successful membership programs on the planet, over 27 million members strong, and it's coming soon to a Web3 near you. Details are hush-hush at this stage, but CEO Howard Schultz has indicated that Starbucks is in it to win it for the long term, and NFTs are involved, so stay tuned and caffeinated for that one. All right, so I see the room is filling out. Let's do this. Hey, Web3 world, this is Natya Besser from Adlunum, and you are listening to The Future of NFTs, the show that looks beyond current NFT use cases to what non-fungible token technology is evolving into. All this as seen through the eyes and built by the minds of the fascinating guest speakers that we speak to each week. Adlunum is building the industry's first IDEO launchpad with a proof of attention allocation mechanism. If you'd like to know more about exactly what this means, visit our website at adlunum.cc. I'm going to go straight into what we will be talking about today. Uh, I think this is a topic that is going to have you sit on the edge of your seat. At least this was the case right up until crypto winter uh, that sent all of us indoors and hiding until it stopped snowing, so to speak. So with Bitcoin still on a bumpy ride, it's going to be a while before we see how hot these two topics that we'll be discussing today is going to get once again come crypto spring and crypto summer. But in the meantime, builders will be builders. And who better to speak to us today about NFTs and the metaverse than Yash Dehenkar, the co-founder and CEO of Acnoledger. Now, I don't often read out the text on a company website when I'm introducing someone, but in this case, 
I think you'll be as curious as I was the first time I heard about Acnoledger back in mid-2021. Uh, Acnoledger calls itself the nervous system of Web3 digital assets. It's a global consortium that maps, monetizes, and distributes Web3 digital assets seamlessly across all metaverses and gaming NFTs. So, Yash, I'm very excited to welcome you on the show today, even with all of the hiccups that we've had to get us to this point, because I would love to have a conversation with you about how Acnoledger is connecting the dots between NFTs and the metaverse. So where are you dialing in from today? Hey, thanks, Nadja, for the introduction. I'm really appreciated. And thanks to the audience for the patience. You know, it has been a crazy day for me as well. Uh, and I think uh, we kind of are in the space where things are moving so fast and, you know, moving in a fast momentum and then again slowing down and again moving in the fast momentum. So, yeah, really excited to talk about the NFTs and what we do and how the future looks like. So thanks for inviting me today. Yes. Awesome. And I definitely agree with you on this stop, start, fast, slow thing that we've got going on. Um, it's probably the one thing that keeps us all on our toes. So before I hand over to Yash, let me tell you a little bit more about him before he takes over. He's been in crypto since 2016. Uh, since he beats me by a year, I'm automatically assigning him an OG rank. Before Acnoledger, he founded a blockchain and AI firm called Bigenie, where he developed Bigenie Research, just where he they indexed over 250 market research reports. This actually led to the idea for Acnoledger, so I'm very keen to get a bit more into that soon. And of course, the rest is history, because now he's leading a very intelligent product. product. Uh, not many projects in this space can call themselves a nervous system. So I'm super keen for today's conversation, as I'm sure is the audience. So let's kick things off. Yash, uh, first, I'd like to get to know the man behind the introduction. I'd love to know more about you, your background, and what drives you in life and in business. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Uh, really appreciate it. And so uh, I've been entrepreneur for my whole life like i've been working with startups and figuring out things and one thing like initially uh we started bitgini like i think back in 2017 it it started as a crypto and blockchain company but due to regulation issues uh we kind of shut it down in india and then focused on mostly uh enterprise blockchain and ai products okay and like i'm also an ex ai expert i worked on machine learning deep learning open c as well so I have a pretty solid understanding of how these things work. And uh, during that time, uh, we collected a lot of uh, data when we were building our first product. So it was like a coin market cap, but you know you can do a lot of interesting things over there, like not just uh, check the price, but to perform actions, integrate bots and all. But yeah, uh, unfortunately, the bear market hit and then we shut down the product. But we collected a lot of data and that's how uh, we started Bitgini Research. It started as a, you know, like we created uh, this blockchain reports around uh, uh, healthcare, then telecommunication, how blockchain can be used. And then later we realized that there's a huge potential. There are a lot of free reports that are being sold for thousands of dollars and like five to $10,000. And 
you know, those lot of these reports are for free. So we started aggregating and that's how we created Bitgini Research. So Bitgini Research, a fully automated AI-based product, it basically scraped uh, around uh, 250,000 reports across the internet, uh, fully automated way, not just uh, like map those reports, but also it used to automatically extract the summary, the charts, images, and every single keyword that is being used in that report. So you can search it and the search becomes faster and we can study the market. So that's what uh, one of the product. Uh, and then during that process, we realized that we are solving the problem of the past without uh, understanding uh, that, you know, whether there's a need of this idea, uh, like people are, are, are they really keen on using this? And, you know, I started uh, working, uh, I used to teach blockchain and crypto to a lot of people during those times. I used to take lectures and you know, a few of the students, they wanted me to work on one of the projects. Okay. They wanted some hands-on project. And uh, I, I was every weekend on Sunday, I used to spend the whole day working and figuring out, figuring out ideas. And that's how we started Acknowledger. Uh, we have been researching it for more than like uh, two years. And then I think in 2021, we, we started building it. And that was really, really interesting and exciting times because I personally know everyone from the crypto space from like, you know, uh, meeting Sandeep in 2018, you know, and from Polygon and like uh, all the, you know, uh, big guys, like even the investors. So it was like obvious for me to eventually start my own, uh, own thing. And, uh, so yeah, that has been the journey and acknowledge being why we call it the nervous system of the metaverse because if you see the overall vision, like in uh, like if you see and if you zoom out a bit and understand how the internet works, in Web 2, what we essentially did is digitized all the data from physical world to the digital world and Google played a really important role in doing that. And as we are moving towards the Web 3, what we are essentially doing is digitizing all the assets. Those assets are of two types. First is the fungible token. Second is the non-fungible token, NFTs. And Acknowledger, we want to be the leaders where we keep, where we map every single NFT asset that is being created across the chains and also how it moves from one metaverse to another and what kind of value it brings to the ecosystem. So that is our goal. And, and while building this, we also want to help these metaverses as well as the users of this metaverse and NFT platforms to kind of uh, leverage those uh, insights and, you know, make best decisions and, you know, uh, whether they are using the metaverse or while playing the game or, you know, even in investing. So that's what the idea is. And uh, we are on the track. I think we already have ecosystem of more than 100 plus metaverse giving NFT projects and we are growing every single day. So, yeah, that's about me and Acknowledger. Awesome. Thanks, Yash, for that introduction. I think what really stands out from everything you shared is this trajectory that people follow, um, you know, starting off being an entrepreneur, coming into the Web3 space, uh, really just being engaged in the ecosystem in many different ways, uh, being agile enough to, you know, it, it brought to mind for me, you said that during the previous uh, bear market, uh, the product shutdown, and it, it came to mind that, especially in crypto, where things are so innovative, uh, what we perceive as a product or a company failure is really just the pathway to the next success. Because all of the journeys and the learnings that you get from 
building out a product, uh, it feeds into whatever you are building next. Um, and in the case of, of crypto entrepreneurs, especially, you'll, you'll often find that someone, you know, has multiple product products and projects that they've worked on that, that they've started um, and the learnings that come with each one. I think it's really one of those things that is maturing the market over time and definitely building out the quality uh, of people working in this space. Um, I loved what you said about how this differentiation between Web2 uh, being digitizing information and then Web3 digitizing assets. So in terms of what Acne Legula uh, does, I'm very keen to get a little bit more into it. I think what you've shared so far has been uh, very fascinating and definitely has wet uh, appetites on the on the call. So Tell us more about exactly how it is that you guys are mapping this Web3 digital assets, whether it's fungible or non-fungible tokens, metaverses. Um, and I'd also like to know, uh, speaking of the crypto winter and bear markets, um, as a company you launched shortly before the market downturn. So it'd also be great to get your insights on how product, how projects can survive the season, because I think we've seen a lot of really great projects who are gearing up to go and to launch just before the downturn, and now there's no market appetite for their product. And so what is a company to do to not only stay afloat, but also to make sure that they are building in this time so that by the time that we go upwards again, that they come out as a stronger company uh, rather than a company, you know, that's kind of turned into roadkill based on the market conditions. Got it. I'll answer the first question, which is uh, what Acquilizer does and how it does, like, you know, what it does. Second is uh, surviving the market. And uh, in my personal experience, what is going wrong with the industry overall? And so let me uh, take the first part. The first part, like, you know, how Acknowledges plans to, you know, uh, complete the whole vision and, like, you know, achieve the the promises that we have made or, like, uh, so uh, for the first phase, what we realized that uh, we have divided it in two parts, okay? So the Acknowledges trajectory, if you see, uh, the first part uh, is uh, to kind of map every single uh, asset, but before doing that, we need to have a solid infrastructure in place where, you know, in any new NFT that is being minted on the blockchain, any blockchain that we want to be part of and that we want that NFT to be part of our ecosystem. But achieving that target is uh, like a Herculean task and you can't achieve it in a like a short span. So for that purpose, we we, we divided the strategy in such a way that first what we will do is first we'll just take all the metaverses and uh, map and index all the assets of those metaverse and the gaming NFT projects. We'll focus only on those projects, like because in a metaverse there are like you know uh, assets from like thousand NFTs to ten thousand NFTs, which is not a very challenging task. It's a challenging task, but it's not very challenging task. It can be done. So what we decided is like we'll first uh, uh, keeps uh, indexing the assets uh, in the metaverses and the gaming NFT projects and. We'll keep adding it on the platform and parallelly what we are building we are building an infrastructure that uh, that can basically uh, sit on top of all these blockchains and from the genesis block it will see uh, what kind of nfts that are being minted okay and it will extract and then structure those nft data so uh, 
and once the system is ready it will take some time you know uh, because it's it's a challenging task but once it's live so we will know every single nft that is being created on the whole web3 space on any infrastructure project like we are trying to get as many chains as possible starting from ethereum polygon bsc and adding other chains so that is the idea and uh, for this purpose uh, we we are you know I, i just want to share that acknowledger is going to rebrand itself as well in the future not now like immediately maybe after like 3 4 quarters and uh, this whole uh, thing like the goal of acknowledger is to structure the web3 and metaverse as in all like because today when you kind of try uh, as a platform when we were trying to build on the top of this uh, metaverses we were trying to extract data and we faced a lot of technical challenges today because the data is not structured and you know querying those blockchain is quite a challenging task and you know the system fails so many times so even not just us there are other projects who are facing the same problem so if we solve this problem we are solving uh, the you know the problem faced by so many other pro- um, projects so it will be like kind of a blessing for them So this is what the strategy is and in the first phase uh, we also have created an nft search engine okay like the immediate uh, problem solver because i have been doing uh, like working on search algorithms for quite a long time and i understand it pretty well and i also understand how to integrate it with artificial intelligence like machine learning and make it uh, make things and take them at another level like you know it gives you solid uh, data uh and insights uh so that we are already working on and the nft search engine is live uh the best part about that engine is it goes deep dive into those attributes of those nfts whether say you know you can just search say red shoes or shoes or say a pink uh, whatever color or whatever it is you can just search gun knife and if that attribute is there in that nft it will give you those results irrespective of which metaverse is there or which gaming nft platform is and you can also uh select it personalize it okay so this feature is already out and if you are a metaverse and you need that search capability and you can uh, basically uh upload the nft asset or index the asset with us and you can integrate our nft search engine for free we don't charge anything and uh, what we do is once those asset they become part of our ecosystem and you integrate the platform like the search on your platform so we also help you increase the traffic and increase the revenue by doing uh, we are working on some defi defi uh, uh, we are working with defi platforms to enable uh, nft lending borrowing fractional nfts so uh, through our inner partner ecosystem through their apis and sdk so that once that is integrated uh, people will be able to uh, directly use those features without uh, going anywhere so uh, this is how uh, the plan is to build acknowledger and uh, we will be doing the rebranding also uh, the plan is going and a complete revamp will happen once we finish this uh, part of the product and the ucns uh, which is our uni- universal content numbering scheme i'm very excited about this because uh, i'll tell you why the way the ens system works ethereum naming system works which is mapped with your wallet the same way the ucns space will be mapped with uh, any any individual nft for example if you own a board ape like i have a goblin i will map like say yash.ucns or yd.ucns with that goblin okay so it verifies the identity it helps uh, my nft to move from one metaverse to another metaverse like in interoperability 
second uh, when i have multiple assets i can just name my assets the way i wanted okay uh, so it's really powerful while playing and you uh, playing the game when you have multiple cards in your wallet you can just it's difficult to check every time and upgrade it while playing the game so you can do that and third the biggest problem of nfts today is uh, the nft data like only the hash is stored on the blockchain the image and the video or whatever the other characteristics of that uh, that uh, nft data is stored on whether ipfs or a lot of centralized server so which is not a good thing because you can always manipulate that data and uh, so this is one big problem that ucns solves so overall like you know all the challenges major challenges that are faced by the ecosystem once we launch the complete uh, acknowledgers whole uh, like all the three phases uh, i think uh, we will we'll solve this problem this is the first part of the question that you have asked me uh, yeah yeah matter yeah and uh, i'll also answer the second part which is really really interesting uh, quickly uh, second part is uh, the you also mentioned like how we are planning to cope up because, because we have just launched before the market started crashing so i think we are uh, i think our timing was really good that we are able to uh, plan the launch uh, like uh, in a right uh, at the right time and uh, i have personally seen my co-founder have seen like two bear markets so we know uh, how to kind of tackle that risk and how to manage that risk and how to survive it and you know like at the end like become you know be the winner of this so i think the problem with the web3 startups like one biggest problem is we have to focus on the marketing as well as the product and this is not true for web2 companies so this is one big headache so there's the founders are always in dilemma whether they should focus on marketing or product okay which is challenging and if if you don't have any like say a lot of teams uh, there are different types of teams but if the team they don't have any like marketing guys or you know marketing uh, experts so they kind of they, they never able to deliver uh, what what is expected by the community uh, fortunately we don't have that problem uh, we understand the product building and the marketing very well all three of us uh, all my other co-founders all three of us have been serial entrepreneurs we know how to kind of tackle things and how to market it build products and position it properly and the second uh, and the another problem that uh, this uh, web3 companies that we face is we never focus on finding the product market fit which is way too challenging in web3 because the space moves so fast and another problem is you incentivize the users by giving them money like you give your tokens which is not a solution and you don't understand whether they really need it where they really need your product so this is a big problem okay we have seen this blunder in axie infinity the players were using this getting so much of money making 2 3 5000 dollars per month without you know any interest of liking that game because they're just missing, making money and that's that's a big problem and if you don't solve this problem in near future i think uh, we'll see this rate of uh, startup you know web3 startup company is disappearing uh, fast and a second thing that i've seen is uh, the intention of the founders which is really important uh, like you know what they actually want to achieve so uh, i i personally feel that uh, the founders usually you know uh, they get so much hate from the community due to the price 
they feel you know uh, like you know it's not worth for making this community working hard for this community so the community also plays a very important role because if the community doesn't support the founders it kind of creates the hate in the community as well as the founders and they don't uh, i need to use this word they don't give a shit about the investor or the community if they are loved if they are nurtured you know they will do things and i've seen it okay personally i understand it i have also see, uh, got hated at some point in the middle but i understand that's how you know as a founder you can't control the prices of the token all the time so this is a big this is a big challenge because it's an open market uh, what we can do is we can build a product we can continuously do the uh, effort in marketing and even we did it like we launched our acma ecosystem to handle when we cross 100 plus partners and it already has more than i think 14000 followers so we are doing our effort from our side but this is what happens and this is what i have seen it and uh, so it's like you know people they they are here for the money but they have forgot the uh, real reason for being in the space and this is what is the problem and i think uh, the community is also responsible partially for this so things will change i first uh, but you know it will saturate also and it will be difficult to raise funds in like after 4 5 years and because everyone we know will need the product market fit and all the other things and again uh, the the fomo uh, is there and the companies they have to if their product is has already failed in the market okay they should look to pivot and they should try to uh, like reduce the burn and then kind of focus on the the things that are important but yeah uh, yeah i think that's it i think i talked a lot but yeah uh i can talk keep going on but yeah uh, so this is my personal uh, uh overview or you know i'll say my personal observation yeah yeah thank you so much i was just thinking to myself it's exactly answers like these why doing it with the spaces like this is always so enriching both to host as well as to listen to because i think all of the insights that you bring to the table are really enlightening in terms of uh for example you mentioned about you know this really mammoth task that you guys have in order to build acknowledger to function in the way uh that you would like it to function in the ecosystem and it's just very clear how when a project is committed to solving a problem the entire industry ends up benefiting from each iteration that the project goes through and this also speaks really to what you were saying about the intention of the founders um what vision do they have what are they trying to build there's a huge difference between founders that only are in it for the money and are trying to quickly build a product uh for no reason other than the fact that they are going to get an investment from it and founders who really are committed to bringing fruition to this vision that they have but i think another point that you highlighted that's extremely valuable and certainly is not something that i hear a lot of people talk about and this is this idea that the community also has a responsibility toward the project um i think you know if we look at the way that we have been doing things um you were talking about the difficulty of delivering on uh, marketing promises but i think because this whole concept of as you said incentivizing users by giving them free tokens without really understanding a whether they understand what you are doing and b whether they have any interest in it 
I think that missing fit that founders have faced in this industry, choosing hype and choosing FOMO over sustainability, um, that's certainly something that is going to change as we go along. And especially every crypto winter, every bear market reminds us again how important this is. Um, and yeah, a very important point as well about you know founder hate versus founder support, because I think if you are in the industry, in the industry and you understand on a daily, weekly, monthly basis how much there is uh, to getting a project off the ground and to making sure that you have all your ducks in a row. Most projects are really working hard, uh, at least if they are committed to building a sustainable company. But it's not always that obvious from the outside, from the community. And sometimes, of course, this is due to uh, communication problems, you know, not communicating effectively to the community what is happening. But certainly this idea that the community also has a responsibility, I think, is very important. So this actually leads to my next question. Um, you, as a company, are focused very exclusively on mapping the Web3 ecosystem. So you have a very unique vantage point, I think, uh, that you can look out over the industry as a whole. So in terms of NFTs and the metaverse changing the Web3 space, um, and even more than that, business at large. How do you see this playing a role right now? Um, especially, I want to add on another question to this. Uh, you said earlier in the call about this phenomenon of fast and slow, fast and slow, stop and start that we have in this space. Uh, of course, in Web2, we have the phenomenon that Facebook and all the other social platforms, they've been up and running for years. Uh, there's definitely an exodus now uh, in the sense that people no longer really want to be on those platforms. But there's not a Web3 alternative that we can all turn to and go, okay, this is the community space that we want to be in. Now, NFT communities have been popping up, but it's an open question how sustainable they are going to end up being. And the metaverse technology, of course, is not yet at the point where we can easily say, okay, this is why Facebook rebranded to Meta because, you know, we're all in that space over there. So we seem to be finding ourselves in this land between worlds when it comes to the community. There's a lot of investment going into Web3, but in terms of the actual day-to-day, -day, uh, let's say, changes that we are seeing in the industry and in business, the greater sort of uh, economic ecosystem, how do you see NFTs and the metaverse playing a role now and also in future playing an even bigger role in the sense that it will change how we do things, including community? A uh, really interesting question, Nadja. And I'll tell you, like, uh, I personally, uh, like, you know, uh, one thing, uh, the Web3 space uh, is really crazy about Web3 spaces. There's something new coming up every three to six months. Like, you know, like everything, like there's always something new coming up. Like right now we have this metaverse, uh, we had this metaverse hype night right now. It's, you know, art NFTs are kind of at the peak. And uh, then, you know, we will see uh, the next trend uh, of soul bound tokens, which is, is really interesting. And, uh, but the problem, you know, the, with Web 2 and Web 3, when it comes to survival or, you know, long-term sustainability is Web 3 space moves very fast. So you have to keep your eyes open. And even as a company and as a founder, as an individual, you have to pivot 
constantly and which is really really hard to do like because you know you have to study things you have to talk with people you have to network and then you have to keep yourself updated and your team and your project which is like crazy hard work okay and a lot of people they just get tired of it like you know okay i'm just done you know i don't want to do it anymore and this is what you know we'll see happening because the people who were there like in 2017 18 they are not like mostly they left the space because after like losing so much money or making so much money whatever that reason is and now we'll see like in the next hardly i can tell like out of all the people who are here right now i'll say only 5 10% of this people from this room you know will be there in 2023 as well as 2024 and then 2025 so the point is you have to be consistent you have to keep your eyes open you have to be consistent and you have to kind of just be part of the community and opportunities are there okay so uh, that is one thing second uh, the platforms why companies are not able to build because of this the technology is improving so fast okay so uh, and you know you need to have that agile uh, agile way to develop things second uh, even the like the the, the web3 people who work they are very greedy i personally feel you know because they have seen so much of free wealth airdrops for thousands of dollars that kind of you know uh, is you know they they don't know how to how usually like you know how hard you have to work to make money uh which is you know because you are getting free money everywhere so this is one big problem it's kind of you know very short term mindset and over the time it actually uh destroys you personally because uh, you you think in life everything is easy like making money is easy and then things when they don't start like you know you you make good money in bull market and then that money is gone in bear market okay and then you start losing money and you see that how things are hard and you have never seen this it's like you know so this is one big problem and people they lose their mind right? it's like you know like you 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 are winning 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 constantly winning okay and then you are just losing everything that you are doing you are just losing it's it's you know it it it's like you know you are in that mental prison where you know you don't know how to break that slump okay and uh, you are in that abyss and you're just trying to get out so that's what you know will happen in next uh, i think 12 to 24 months uh, i personally have seen it and i've survived it so i, I know how people will be a lot of people are going to you know go through this again and uh, you know managing and in web 2 we don't care about the price because you are a private company you just focus on finding the product market fit getting the revenue and raising the funds in web 3 it's different it's like you know managing the community managing the marketing building the product uh, creating the hype uh, getting the investors getting your coin listed on exchange doing so many things okay so it's it's you know you need to as a founder you need to focus so we have decided our focus our focus is pretty clear that we are just going to find a product market fit get the product up and you know find like you know we we at least make revenue to achieve break even and then uh, once we have we, we actually want to build tremendous value for the ecosystem and when people are actually getting that value then we start scaling things and then do the marketing okay and then that's what our idea and plan is like uh, and we want to survive also the market so which is really important so yeah 
these are my thoughts i hope i have not missed any of your question uh, question that you asked Yeah, Yash, I think once again, very, very insightful. Um, first, I would like to just challenge the audience. Are you going to be one of the 5% to 10% listening to this right now who will still be in Web3 come this time next year? I 100% agree with you that we see this influx of people who come in fascinated, unfortunately, uh, not so much by the vision behind what crypto and what Web3 can be, but more often about okay there's a lot of wealth flowing around in the space um and this idea of free money you know as long as you show up at the right time you don't have to do anything you don't have to deliver much value uh because well you're there so you should get this free money and sadly i think this is a mindset that especially in a bull market is shared not only by investors but also by projects So you see a lot of new projects coming in when things are on the up and up and when you speak to them it's all about the hype and it's all about how we are all going to you know get rich quick from this um but as soon as the going gets tough as it inevitably will uh, and those of us who have been in crypto for years know that you know whatever comes up must go down will go back up but you have to be able to ride those waves you need to learn how to surf if you want to stay in this industry and unfortunately i loved what you said about this mental prison that people find themselves in because we have to remember that in some sense um being in crypto is you know a bit like gambling in the sense that we placing our bets we might feel that the bets we are placing is informed bets we are doing it based on research we've done based on an understanding of how the industry works but ultimately it is still a bet and we won't always be winning and so i think that you know this whole idea of getting your head straight and understanding what you are doing whether you are an investor whether you are project building something it's very important to know what your priorities are because if it's, if it's only going to be um making riches getting rich quick when lambo i mean this thing that we've been talking about and joking about for years then ultimately it is always going to be like the short hit assassinations like come in make a quick buck get out but for those of us who are in the space long term and we have massive amounts of hope and optimism for how things can go and what they can turn into um it does mean that you know sometimes we're all smiling and other times we're having conversations like these uh where we remind ourselves that ultimately it's about what value you can offer and not just uh the quick burn opportunities that are out there so speaking of where we are and where we could potentially be going Um I'd like you to peer into your crystal ball for us a little bit. In your opinion, what do you see the future of NFTs uh as being and how do you think it will evolve from what we are currently seeing on the market? This is one really important question, a really interesting question, like uh, so uh, personally I- I've been talking with uh, more than 200 plus projects, 50 plus investors. advisors influencers and you know understanding their perspective of how this space is moving and i where i you know after discussing with so many people i 
I, I realize there are two, three things that will dominate in future, like uh, the profile picture-based NFT hype, you know, will fade away after some time. Like, it's it's not going to sustain. Trust me, like, uh, you know, when you just uh, build something on hype, it's not going to sustain. Until and unless it has a core, like, you know, a really solid core value that it delivers every time. So this will happen. And all the, you know, the the noise that is there, it will just settle or, you know, disappear after like next uh, 12, 24 months. And then, you know, people will start working on this uh, real life utilities of the NFTs. The biggest advantage NFTs have over tokens uh, is they don't face like that regulation hurdle, okay, which is a really uh, like, uh, uh, like it, it sets apart from the tokens, okay, like they ha- don't have to face that regulatory hurdle because they are not considered as a currency. So which kind of helps use NFTs an edge for the mass adoption. So for example, where I see personally, like if, if you have seen our, like, you know, do read our acknowledge white paper as well, like we see that the asset, like right now, people only are focusing on, uh, when it comes to NFT, they are only focusing on the metaverse NFT space. And there are a lot of other industries, right? Like your uh, patent, copyright, uh, then uh, music and all these industries are there where these NFTs can be used in a really, really interesting ways, whether it's your car or your driving license, your uh, your passport, it can be an NFT. Okay, so this, this, this really interesting use cases are yet to come because, you know, there's no hype or no one is asking about those use cases right now in the industry, but people will go and people will find that value in next uh, few quarters i'll say like people will start working on those interesting use cases and even vcs they also play on the high because they they want to invest what is trending in the market because they also want to take their money out so there's one mentality so there's a there'll be a uh, I, I personally see a big shift in how people look at things and uh, the the nft space is going to be crazy like as i told you like in web 2 what we did digitization of data here we are doing digitization of asset whether it's your chair or whether it's your, you know, even toothbrush, it may, it will be, it will have NFTs. So we see that mass adoption of NFTs happening. Okay. And one really interesting thing Vitalik has uh, kind of invented is the soulbound tokens. The NFTs combined with those soulbound tokens will become so interesting, right? Right. So for example, OpenSea, it gives you a soulbound token. So now whatever the NFTs that you own are verified automatically. And the same is true, like, say, uh, you know, you have your identity card in any country, you know, every country, it has a different card, whether it's a passport or whatever. So uh, it, it becomes a soul bound tokens and all the other card becomes they like, you know, all your identity, they becomes, they become your, you know, you can your benefits, or whatever it is, it can come as NFT. So, so many interesting things can be created. And especially in metaverse, I see that people are going to uh, buy everything will be NFT. Okay, uh, token will be used, but mostly NFTs will be used, uh, you know, like in more. And we need, uh, I think Polygon can be, there's a good possibility that Polygon can be the leader because of the uh, the way they are envisioning the future and they are already adopted by Stripe as well as Meta, like Instagram, you know, going to use. And we see the, like, you know, so many influencers also using those NFTs. So this uh, will bring in massive audience in the space 
okay a completely new crowd which has which we have never seen and they will bring in their own ideas and we'll see that what's what's trending and what is uh, right now hype and the defi kind of the defi space is right now facing its own uh, algorithmic problem i will say uh, like because you know like the terra luna crash there are a lot of hacks that are keep happening so uh, like we have to rethink and redesign the defi completely on the top of it we'll also face so many uh, this regulatory hurdles so the defi space will rise again but it has to focus again on the fundamentals how we look at things because you know you can't you have to work with the regulators hand in hand because we are not aliens we live in a country we live in a society where we have to follow rules and that's what you know we that's why we are humans we are not animals so that we have to find a midway where uh, we we work closely with the regulators i personally feel because you can't just like say anything you build anything like uh, and just keep doing whatever you want because that's why you know the scams are happening because there needs to be someone who watch watches or keep tracks of this what is happening in the space because there are so many rug pulls happening i see so many innocent people losing so much of money it just you know uh, like i have i've been i have been scammed a lot like when i was new to the space but i have learned from my mistake and even like the scammers are becoming so good like you know they always come up with uh, like you know they come up with different faces like you know and like you know that the mask you know it just changes its shape and form and they keep coming so this uh, is kind of uh, will be a big hurdle uh, that we have to solve and as a space we have to take that responsibility we can't just you know you you have made your money but it's fine but now what about others those who are coming to the space so the leaders the founders they have to take the responsibility of this and they have to decide the direction where the whole space is move, will move and we have to kind of not support this projects whether whenever you know we should boycott those people who are and of doing such rug pulls or you know like we uh, you know when we came across so we have to kind of figure out a way to this and that's how i see it uh, personally the space moving and uh, again i i if you ask me there's just one uh, less probabilistic uh, prediction i'm doing on this call and it's getting recorded is that i, I you know there's a good there's a not good like there's a 1% possibility that the whole nft space will collapse okay uh and there'll be a new form of token altogether i i don't know why i just get this because nfts there are a lot of technical challenges when it comes to mass adoption so uh i i think a new form of technology will come who knows like we might make it or what whoever you know, like so but i see that a new form of technology might come which will be a game changer and if nfts are able to solve this existing technical challenges it will be really really interesting to see where the space goes and the metaverses they are really nascent but i think by the end of this year there are a lot of this uh, metaverses that have raised money they'll be launching their first phase it will be really interesting to see and i'm really excited because i've personally studied those projects and uh, invested a lot of my personal time on how they're going to build what is the best way to build a metaverse but all these metaverses they are missing one really important point it's not about the graphics it's not about the the uh, the high very expensive nft it's about the stickiness it's about the story it's 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 about the emotion that you are connected with that game like when you are playing the game candy crush or temple run 
you don't care about the graphics much it just that it just keeps you engaging that's what this whole metaverse gaming nft projects they are missing this point and i personally see 95% of them going to disappear in next 2 years because they are not getting the simple the fundamental basics right so yeah and those who will do like i'm keeping a close watch on all this metaverses those who are going to like they are actually working on this they will be so much successful because they actually don't have any competition if you see closely like that is the best part and uh, we see those winners taking bigger chunk of the market and capturing it in a really really fast way because they they have created something which people want not the like crazy graphics build on unreal engine 5 which is like you know you need a specific hardware to use that game so yeah that's my take Yeah, that was incredibly insightful. Thank you so much for all of the nuggets of wisdom that you dropped. I wish we had another hour to get into all of this. Um I think a few things that you st- that you said really stood out for me. One being that NFTs don't face the same regulatory blockages that other tokens in the crypto space does. And it's really interesting to think about how this opens the technology up to possibilities and to you know just really explorations that you wouldn't necessarily find if it was more closely regulated uh, although of course in future we will see the same kind of attempts i believe on nfts that we are currently and have been seeing uh, in crypto in general um but i think another point that was really really crucial to highlight was the fact that nfts at the moment are very very closely focused on certain use cases and there's so much of potential beyond these very obvious things that is receiving the hype and is receiving the attention and i think this is probably one of the most exciting reasons to be in this space um even if your prediction comes true that nfts as a as a technology is going to make way for something new but i think it's always this you know expansion of where can we go next almost like a sort of star trek mentality where we get on our ship and we go sail through the universe and let's see what's going to come up um and this is certainly one of the really the most rewarding things about being in the space um also what came to mind for me uh what you said about the regulatory aspects that also should be internalized so we are only looking at regulators at a governmental level and oh this country has you know this kind of um regulations on this kind of technology and this kind of activity and it's almost like these overlords uh that we are running away from and okay now they're chasing us but it really is also so important uh that quote about who watches the watches um we need to self police in this industry we need to make sure that what we are building is something that is sustainable not only in terms of the longevity of a product of a product but also really uh you know does it does it come up against is it hurting people for instance are we building products that are responsible in terms of building out the space in terms of being responsible towards investors and towards users or again are we just jumping on what's making money now and so you know damned be the consequences um but lastly something i think that is also extremely important what you mentioned 
was in terms of metaverses, and I think this counts not only for metaverses, but really for a lot of things, uh, probably most, if not all things in this industry, is it's not about the graphics. It's not about how cool things look and the design and, you know, who says what and who appears where. This whole idea of as long as it looks good, it's easy to fool people. Because ultimately, what is it driving? And what is the method through which it's driving? So, for example, you said about emotions and stickiness. I wonder how many products out there and how many projects can really say that they they speak to the emotions of their users and their investors beyond just, okay, what's the new hype? What's going to 10x? What's going to 60x? So it, it reminds me of uh, Yukai Chao, this gamification expert uh, that calls the reasons for being, you know, for playing a game and for being involved in things that are gamified as core drives, like what really is driving us? And I think this is a question in crypto that products and projects are still trying to answer. And it really is our responsibility to give that to the investors and the users to speak to these core drives inside of them, rather than just kind of wave this flag in front of the bull and say, okay, come chase me because, you know, we'll, we'll make a quick buck together. So, Yash, it's been absolutely fantastic having you on the show today. I think that you have really brought very important insights about NFTs, the metaverse, and the role it plays in Web3, especially in terms of how it feels uh, innovation and adoption. So I'm going to, we don't have a lot of time less, left because we are already over time. Um, I'm going to open up the floor for only one question. So if you would like to ask Yash anything, you can either put in a speaker request or you can drop your message into Adlunum's inbox, uh, Twitter handle Adlunum Inc., so let me see from the team if we have some questions already. I, I think, you know, Abja, what we should do is we should at least listen to three questions and then we should select, you know, which uh, we are going to answer. Great idea. And I ha already have two on here. So if there is another question in the meantime, I can start reading you one of the questions. Uh, can they be counterf counterfeits in NFTs and how can that be avoided? Got it. Uh, can you read the second question? Yeah. And the second question is, what innovation do you see for NFTs to protect identities more? Uh, I think I can answer both in one go. Like, uh, So usually, uh, plagiarism in NFT is hard to do if you know the contract address of the NFT. Uh, so that and even I think at Acknowledger we are solving that one problem of plagiarism. So it's it's a little bit uh, kind of a really interesting problem, but uh, I'm not sure whether it's worth solving because when we when we check the contract of the address, it's easy to do, uh, like verify. And even Acknowledger is solving that offline, like through once the UCNS goes live, you'll be able to verify the identity of the. NFT offline also. So you don't have to be connected with the network. Uh, and that we are doing uh, the second part, which is DIDs. Like, you know, how do we solve the identity problem through NFT? So for that, uh, a lot of people are working on this DIDs, like distributed uh, identities. Uh, that technology is really interesting. Uh, DIDs, we call it. And uh, so this, uh, along with NFTs, will be really powerful. And 
lot of projects are already working on this i know few of them so yeah i think uh, it's going hand in hand and yeah so that's about it and yeah. thank you yash and yeah great that we could be so efficient and answer both questions with one go so it is sad but true another hour of our lives have come and gone but i think you can pat yourself on the back because this was definitely an hour very well spent uh we are all walking away with great new insights thanks to the wisdom of today's crypto og guest uh yash dehankar the ceo of acknowledge has shared with us you would like to follow yash and you definitely should uh he's on twitter at @ydcurious and acknowledge on at @acknowledge and yash it has been absolutely great i will catch you around the metaverse um but i feel like we definitely need to have a follow up uh to this conversation at some point because there's a lot of topics that i was just dying to get more deeper into but unfortunately time is all of our master and we are its slave um so to our amazing audience thank you for joining in today it's always an honor to have you share your time and attention with us here at adlunum and i will catch you again next week for another episode of the future of nfts brought to you by adlunum cheers yes uh, thanks uh, nadja and thanks to the adlumen team for inviting me today really appreciate it i want to add few things guys uh, so as a individual my personal goal is to kind of build really solid products around the space and help other founders as well to create that value i want to make like uh, like really impact like 10000 people millionaires through acknowledger or whatever i'm doing and then introduce at least a billion people to the metaverse so that's the long term goal and i i'm figuring out how to achieve it right now like through my products projects and i also started educating people i've been teaching uh, blockchain crypto since 2017 by the way i've given talks a lot of places interesting places and you do follow me i and i'll be keep uh, posting about metaverse so last week i actually did one video on the decentraland and i'll be keep doing some every week i'm planning to explore one metaverse okay so uh, on my youtube channel which is yd curious uh, and so i'll do follow that channel as well if you want to know more and i'll be doing uh, i'll be i've decided to be more active sharing content uh, like things go crazy because you know when you are building working and you don't get time to create content but uh, i'm trying to spend some time around this and thanks to the ad human team you know who is inviting and sharing those like really interesting knowledge with all of us to nadja for really interesting questions how you asked and uh, really appreciate it and one thing i'll tell you like you know no matter just keep your eyes open be consistent and we are all going to make it so that's the only thing uh, on this note i'll end this and yeah see you all together uh, in the next bull run and you know have a successful lovely life family because that's what you know is the most important thing to us okay so yeah thank you so much beautiful i think this is officially the nicest closing statement that any guest has made on the show so far so you have now really set the bar high and i cannot wait for other guests to try and uh even surpass this incredible goodbye greeting that we received from you today so absolutely agree with you yash i think that we are all going to make it but we really need to understand what it is that we are building for and what it is that we want out of this um this is an incredible opportunity that we have received in our lifetimes and we are 
really, really blessed to be able to be part of something that is being birthed anew. I mean, how often can you say that you are part of an industry that is completely disrupting the way that society and the economy functions and even more have the opportunity to help shape this industry? And this is true for founders. It's true for any builders in the ecosystem. And it's even true for the community. So, guys, yeah, definitely follow Yash and what he is doing. I think, as you can tell, he is one of those minds that is just going to continue going on Starship Enterprise and Voyager and Discovery and just go find new planets and new life out there. So, Yash, until next time that we speak, all the same nice things to you that you have wished all of us. So, we are going to... Go offline now and go hug and kiss the people that we love. And then we are going to continue to build whatever amazing visions that we are building. So with that, guys, have a lovely day. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. And just don't be greedy. Take calculated risk. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, guys. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Take care. Yeah. Guys, with that, I wish you a lovely week ahead until we catch you again next time on The Future of NFTs live next Tuesday. Or you can also listen on your favorite podcast or streaming platform if you don't catch any of the episodes live. And a final reminder for our weekly sister show, Diving Into Crypto, that is live on Twitter Spaces every Thursday. So with that, over and out. See you next week. You've been listening to The Future of NFTs. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite streaming platform like Spotify or iTunes. Connect with AdLunum on Twitter at AdLunum Inc. or our website, adlunum.cc.